At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey everyone, welcome to the From the Shadows podcast. Uh, I am your host, Shane Grove. Um... It's been a long time, at least three or four episodes worth of uh, us not being around. And sadly, uh, Jason, the super producer, is not on the air with us. But the next best thing, the Ozark Howler is the quasi-super producer? I don't know don't anything. You can't put me super and me uh, in the same sentence on anything. <laughs> I think you're selling yourself short. So, um, so, so we just want to give a, we want to jump on here um, for this Friday's episode and give everybody uh, a quick update on how Jason is doing. Um, Jason is still in the hospital. It's been about a three week ordeal now. Um, He has to go through some rehabilitation. We do not know when he's going to be back. I have, got to talk to him um he um uh, i'm just going to tell you he he is lucky to be alive we don't really know everything that has happened to him but i know uh it was pretty pretty rough there for a a couple days and uh but he is um he's he's ready more than ready to get out of the hospital and come back and uh get on the podcast um but we're just happy that uh that he has the prospect of getting out period because like i said it was a little scary so um so we so we don't really have a full episode today for everybody hey you don't know that we haven't started talking yet well you know we're on time crunch here because our guest is a very important person and there's very important things going on in her life and she can only has so much time to hang out with me and you so but uh but we just wanted to let everybody know that next week we will have a uh, well of course there's going to be a, a midweek how on wednesday and we'll definitely have a regular full-size paranormal uh episode for everybody to enjoy and we'll well as long as me and the howler can keep doing you know figuring it out and and uh don't uh don't fail miserably but i'm putting it all on his shoulders by the way but um so before we uh so so we do have a guest joining us to give us uh a little update on some things going on that may interest all of our listeners so she wasn't a guest that awful long ago um heather uh mosier from the small town monsters uh group um welcome heather and you really are a super producer 
So <laughs> I guess we are kind of in the midst of a super producer. So, so Heather, you yeah. want to tell everybody what's going on and um, uh, especially why your boss is, is so nervous today. <laughs> yeah. So my boss is super nervous today because our Kickstarter has officially launched and this will fund us for the entire year. So um, <clears throat> super important that it does really well. <laughs> uh, yeah, and this year our Kickstarter is going to help fund four movies that we're putting out. One is on the trail of UFOs Night Visitors. Then we have American Werewolves, which you may know something about. A little um, bit, yeah. Yeah, and then <laughs> we have <laughs> The Curse of the Jersey Devil. And then we also have finally to round out the year on the trail of Bigfoot, the last frontier. And we will be heading to Alaska for that one. Um, now, now before, yeah. before I just lavish lots of praise and love on one of these particular projects, can you can kind of explain to the, to our listeners why it's so important? Like why? Cause I mean, I think everybody has a perception of, Oh man, you guys make movies. Seth makes all these <laughs> movies. It, the money's just pouring in. And uh, <laughs> kind of, kind of, me and the Howler know from being, yeah. you know, in the movie business a little bit, the money just doesn't pour in. So, if, yeah, I no, mean, maybe no, explain no. to everybody why it's important to, to kind of get a group effort in, in funding some of these projects. Yeah. So the money that we get through the Kickstarter pretty much gets us through the year and the money goes toward... Um, well, in this case, it'd be like post-production for Night Visitors because we did film that last September into October. Um, so wrapping that up, it's helping us fund um, the travel for filming the upcoming projects. It's helping us pay our bills and keep the lights on in the office. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, just, just making it so we can continue to do this because um, there's always... There's always costs associated with it. And for us to continue to make things at the level that we are making them and then putting out content as often as we are, um, that does require not only time, but also money. And without that, we are kind of stuck. So, <laughs> and yeah. I, and I know, and and I see like, um, like with, from the podcast aspect mm -hmm. of, Everybody loves the content. They love, they want to listen to stuff. They want to see stuff. And, and, you know, the stuff you guys do is top notch. It's so well produced, but, but man, nobody wants to hear a commercial during a podcast. They just think it's terrible. And yeah. it's like, well, how do you think this stuff gets paid for, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. And, and, exactly. and like for us, we have not even, I mean, we're getting close to that where, you know, people are wanting us to, to promote their stuff. And, and it would be really nice after a couple of years, you know, to, to be able to recoup some, recoup some costs because we love doing it. And I mean, and you guys do some great stuff and, and, and I don't want to throw Amazon or wherever under the bus, but let's face <laughs> it. You, you just don't get paid a lot for streaming. No, and that continues to get cut for us as well. For a lot of independent yeah. creators, they continue to cut it each year. So that's definitely not where we get our money for the most part. Um, but yeah, I mean, and I think there's a lot as well when people see the finished product. I mean, it, it's beautiful. It's it's well done. We've put a lot of work and effort into it. But what you don't see 
is the the months and the dozens of people involved in creating it um, mm -hmm. from the smallest details that you may not even put any thought into. I mean, you have a sound person, you have someone who does special effects, you have um, the artists, multiple artists, um, and that's just for the, the look and the sound of the film. That's not the the production of it, the beginning part of it. So, I mean, then of course we have Seth in there who's editing and things like that, you know, like he's got to eat too. <laughs> Well, so, and and, right. and know, uh, knowing him, it doesn't look like he gets to eat very often. The poor guy. <laughs> I mean, he's, yeah, he's, he's, he actually he's, doesn't eat that often. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so what we do for Kickstarter um, is that we have the various levels, and I mean, there's different levels uh, with different price points, of course. Um, starting at like a digital level where you back and then you'll have access to the films prior to their release we always have them finished before they're actually released to the world so you would have access to that before then there's and then there's levels building up from there so this year some of our rewards include a small town monsters t-shirt which is typical for this year but we have a really cool design um this year that kind of encompasses all of the all of the movies that we're having we have a hoodie which i'm personally stoked about because i've always wanted an stm hoodie um <laughs> and then there's a statue level which uh gene st jean always does our statues for us and this year it's going to be the jersey devil so i'm super excited about Ooh, that yeah, that'd be cool and the uh the top levels the ones that really push us to meeting our goal are our executive producer levels and we have three uh, three options for that. There's either the UFO and Bigfoot executive producer level, which gets all the previous reward levels. And then you get your name listed as an executive producer in the opening and closing credits for both UFOs and Bigfoot. Um, and then an IMDB credit as an executive producer, or there's the devils and werewolves executive producer level. So it's the same thing, but with Jersey devil um, and werewolves, or there's this full scale executive producer, which covers all four of those. Um, those are the the biggest price points on our Kickstarter, but also the you know huge for us to meet our goal. Um, and they are very limited. There's only I think there's eight per level, and then ten for the full scale executive producer level, if I'm not mistaken. And um, and, and and that also like people you know when you sit down and you watch a movie and you see all these. Mm -hmm associate producer associate executive yeah. and there seems like man how many people are well it takes a <laughs> lot of money to make yes. it to make a to make a film especially from beginning to yeah. end and up and to put out a product that you know you can be proud of so yeah yeah um, and those executive producers also get to work with us um with creative ideas there's board meetings and stuff that they get to be a part of as well so but yeah it takes it takes a lot more than um, I think anybody can really realize unless they're in it or a part of it. Absolutely. Um, That's so. what I think that the, the average person doesn't realize, um, yeah. that, you know, I know a lot of guys that, you know, they build spec homes and they understand that business or they might be in the, you know, I got a, my, my brother and nephew are in the custom car business. Sometimes it takes them months and tens of thousands of dollars to put a car together to try to sell. Right. But then when you talk to them about creating uh, 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 video content, they're like, yeah, well, you just record it on your phone and post it. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's, that's, that, that completely escapes them. And the yeah. other thing is the time element because yes. there's such a lag 
you know, there's a, there's a, there's a saying in business, if it takes you two years to get your money, you didn't make any money. And a lot of, especially good content takes a year or two to make, right. Or more than that, if you, if you go into the planning stages of it and, yes. and the average person doesn't realize the money it costs and that it, it, somebody's got to pay or somebody's got to come up with. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And I mean, as far as looking to the future, I mean, we've already had uh, meetings about what's coming in 2023 that we want to go. So we're already, I mean, we're looking several projects ahead here. You're right. You do have to start. Um, and I'm but, waiting for the, I'm waiting for the planning meeting on <laughs> something in 2023 that explores the, uh, the tie in between Bigfoot and the underground abandoned uh, yeah. mines around Akron, Ohio. I mean, I'm not pushing my agenda. You're not, you're not but, pushing it, but yeah, but, yeah. That sounds <laughs> that sounds I, like fun to me. I would be all in on I would be in on you know that one for sure mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> for sure. But let's so so everybody might be thinking well you know okay why why are you on the show talking about this we because we want to talk about one specific pro not that we don't love all of them but we do want to talk about <laughs> the one specific project that I mean if all our fans think I can only give five bucks or 10 bucks, you know, whatever. If there's one project you guys want to help out, I think the American werewolves is probably a really great project to get behind. Don't hey, you? Man, I think it would be fantastic. And so far <laughs> we're not finished with it. We've got two thirds of it done. And so far it is amazing. Let's and by be done, honest. I Let's mean be honest. interviews it's done. Let's be honest, the best two-thirds are probably already done. Yeah? Uh, right. Yeah, probably. I mean, it's tough to beat some of the stuff we've got, so. <laughs> but I, yeah. but I, you know, besides um, shamelessly plugging the, the judge, <laughs> the judge and I on camera and, yeah. uh, you know, hanging out in, in, in Ohio with you guys, I do yeah. want to ask, I saw, and this is a, this was a subject that, um, we've talked with uh, some big from, from some dogmen people on the show before, but I know that you guys went to the land between the lakes. You did. You did, and 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 so I don't want to get you know obviously you don't want to give away what you guys did on the show, but what what did you come away from personally, like a feeling of what may have happened down there. And the, and the howler, he is a complete skeptic. So when we start talking <laughs> cryptids, dogman, and Bigfoot, he's like, nah. but this is a story that involves law enforcement officers being yeah. basically their testimony is the only reason anybody even knows this event took place. Am I? Yeah. Well, so here's one thing that I learned about Land Between the Lakes is that there's um, a ton of sightings down there, not just the, the like the famous one from the 80s where the family was supposedly murdered, which may or may not uh, be true. There's a lot happening down there um, and law enforcement has been involved in various aspects of it. Um, one thing I, I don't think gets covered a lot is the vastness of land between the lakes. I, I don't know if if it's mostly, it just seems like it's a, a regular, like a park or something, but this, it's now, huge. You're talking it's land a huge swath of land. Lakes, which land in between the lakes are you talking about? Down in Kentucky and Tennessee? 
Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I absolutely. I mean, uh, uh, I'm. Yeah. Yeah. So now you're. My mom lives about seventy-five miles from there. Oh. So. Okay. Oh, awesome. See. All right. Yeah. See. Go. So where yeah. we were, we stayed in a little town called uh, Murray, Kentucky, and we actually weren't far away from Adams, where uh, the Bell Witch is, um, which was kind of cool. But uh, yeah, it's <clears throat> it's a the Land Between the Lakes National uh, Recreation Area was, it, I mean, it's it's dense, it's huge. It goes down into Tennessee as well. I think it, 170,000 acres or something, I believe is the number. Um, 171,280. There you go. See, see a lot. 688 and, square kilometers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, and that's just a little bit. It's a, out. a little bit bigger than the farm, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit. They, um, I mean, it was a place where, where people lived and inhabited until things got shut down, uh, I believe, by the Tennessee Valley Authority when they were trying to control flooding and bring electricity to the area. So there's still a lot of um, sensitivity to locals that had that were forced to move. I mean, eminent domain was was invoked and then they, they had to be pushed out. But it's you can see remnants of where things were. I mean, some stuff is underwater now under the lakes, but you can still see house foundations. There are 217, I believe, documented cemeteries that are in the area you can go and visit. Um, We did visit one of those. Um, But it's just such a vast area that, I mean, some of the numbers that were thrown at us from the people that we interviewed puts the number of what they would estimate the number of dogmen in that area up ridiculously high um and something that i would not want to i wouldn't want to mess with but they also have bigfoot encounters in land between the lakes as well so it it has a lot of weirdness going on it sounds now is that because of the the, do they opine that it's the desolation uh you know it's just in the middle of nowhere it's so big um obviously uh you know there was a lot of civil war activity i mean in theory there would be ghosts on top of ghosts down there Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, why, 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 why there of all places? Yeah, it could be that could be the the fact that it is so isolated would make it easier for something to hide and not be seen for one. But also, there's something that continues to come up in a lot of our interviews that have to do with uh, like burial places. Mm-hmm. Um, That's what I was gonna. I was just gonna say that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and um, that seems to be a theme that has come about multiple times now like not we went to land between the lakes but not everyone that we interviewed down in kentucky the kentucky tennessee area had sightings necessarily in land between the lakes um there were a few but um it's just in general there's a pattern that we're starting to see um which we'll explore in more depth obviously in the movie but um it's no secret that people know the judge's story um there are certain elements that come into play for multiple other encounters as well that were very similar to what the judge experienced yeah 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 and that's um as soon as you said about the cemeteries and the whole um you know thing you know stuff that we know or were told from linda gottfried and started tying all the uh stuff together with the supernatural aspect of it it just yep. that totally totally makes sense and and i we we just talked about this on another podcast that Judge and I were a guest on about 
just because something is supernatural doesn't mean that we don't experience it in a somewhat physical sort of, uh, you know, manifestation to us. You know, not everything, not every ghost comes to you as a, as a bunch of smoke and, you know, uh, or a dark shadow, you know, I mean, there has to be some physical aspect to it. If people are, claim a ghost can shut a door or move something or knock on the wall. So maybe these things are being experienced as a physical entity by people, even though they may not reside in this realm as a physical entity all the time. You know right. what I'm saying? So, yeah, I agree. so I, I'm super excited because I, I, the first couple times I've, I heard the stuff about the land between the lakes I was so, I was like, how does this not a more well-known story? And um, yeah. and so I'm excited that you guys got down there and got to uh, get into it a little bit. Because I know you guys will, you know, I know you guys will do a great job of, of, uh, of exploring that and, and bringing us some, uh, some so when do you think you're going to have the, your, have it finished, or when's it come out, or what's 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 your time frame? Yeah, it, um, Seth told me this at once upon a time, and I do not honestly remember right off the top of my head when that's coming out. Um, I think American Werewolves is supposed to come out, but I know it's before Halloween because that's Jersey Devil, uh, Bloodlines: the Curse of Jersey Devil is Halloween ish, and then the last of the year is um last of the year is the bigfoot so i don't know it's sometime between april and halloween <laughs> i'm sorry i don't remember the exact wow time. wait yeah. I, let, me, let me mark that on the calendar yeah yeah hey I'll, I'll let you know when i know when i know more in detail but um where where's I, the premiere where's the premiere gonna be i mean we're right we're having a big Red carpet. I mean, that's how we do you it. When we, when, uh, when we make movies, that's how we do it. I don't, does Seth not do it that way? I mean, come on. <laughs> not exactly, but I'll, I'll have a talk with him. But uh, I am getting messages from him right now, so I need to switch over to Kickstarter. Okay. Well, hey, we'll we'll, we'll let you go. And I can't wait. You know. You know what? I'm going to get on there and and give some money tonight. So hopefully everybody Yay! else will. Oh, all right. So, Thank you. So, there you go. So quick. So quickly, tell everybody where they can go, and then we'll let you go, and then and me and the Howler will finish up the episode. Awesome. Um. So go on over to Kickstarter. Actually, the link doesn't go live for another 20 minutes, so I can't give you the exact link, but um. It should small. Just look up "small town monsters" on Kickstarter, and you will see it. It has to do with night visitors on the trail of UFOs, night visitors, American werewolves, the curse of the Jersey Devil, um, bloodlines, the curse of Jersey Devil, and um, and we'll. we'll, we'll I'll tell you what we'll do is is tomorrow is when this episode comes out, we'll share the uh, the stuff that you put up for that on our after the shadows and the from the shadows pages and. and make sure everybody can visit that and then go and uh, give some money. Great. Give well, thank money. you so much. Hey, and tell Seth, tell Seth, you know, it's, it's okay to relax. It'll all be <laughs> fine. It'll all yeah. be fine. Okay. Right. And whatever spare change I find on the mail route for the rest of the summer, I'll save for him. Tell Perfect. Him. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. I'll hey, thank you. Guys later. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> Bye. Bye.
So what do you think about that, Howler? That sounds like a pretty good. I mean, so you know the area that uh, the land between the lakes. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Heck yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's a that was a fascinating. And for the people that are listening that don't know, we had on. Um, God, it's been a while ago. Jody Cook, who's the head who runs the North American Dogman Project, and the story about land between the lakes is there was a a campground down there that supposedly um, a camper with a family in it was found torn to shreds, murdered. And it was ugly. It was real ugly. And I think the girl from that was found up in a tree uh, a little ways away from the camper. And it was the only way people even heard that where people started, you know, they started, they heard the story and they'd go down and investigate. And there was two or three state police and maybe a couple sheriffs that went on the record and gave affidavits saying, telling the story about what they saw when they came upon the crime scene. So that, so that, that's the stuff that, why we know about that supposedly. Okay. Hopefully the small town monsters people will, Get us even more answers about that because they do do good. They do great stuff. You can find uh, a ton of documentaries um, about um, that they have on Amazon, and they have a great YouTube channel with just tons and tons of content. Um, if you like uh, folklore and and uh, you know a lot of uh, a lot of cool stuff about ghosts and Bigfoot and stuff like that. Well, so, I, you know, if, like I said earlier, if there was going to be a ghost, it would be down there without a doubt. Well, yeah. I mean, some of the best, obviously some of the best um, ghost stories and, and evidence of go- takes place around Civil War battlefields like Gettysburg. I mean, right. I watched just, a thing on that the night before last. That's right. The stories like where they, you can hear the gunfire still and you can, you know, I've heard people have been on the show, talked about seeing soldiers marching by 50, them. A 51,000 in three days, which is what we lost in the Vietnam War in 10 years. They lost in three days. Wow. Wow. I can't even imagine that. Can't even imagine. Which is about a fourth of what the Battle of the Somme lost in a day. Wow. So. So so before we before we end the episode, is there is there anything we want to talk about? Quick, give the give the listeners. Uh, I mean, is there something on well, your I'll mind? I tell you what, the prevalent ghosts are here where I'm at right now. What's that? Is the snowplow drivers? They apparently <laughs> are. <laughs> No longer around. You know, when you were kids, they were around, right? Yes. They, were. they, they, the only thing we have now are the ghosts of them, are the, the memories, if you will, if you're old enough to remember a snowplow driver, <laughs> they are non-existent. Uh, this little skiff of eight or nine inches of snow we had has paralyzed where I'm at down here in the Ozarks. Like, I don't know what. Yeah, it was, um, it was ugly here today in Ohio. And, you know, for our listeners all over, you know, we're complaining, you know, we're complaining about some snow, you know, I'm sure we have listeners that have snow a lot more, a lot worse than we do, uh, and more and longer periods of the year. But I, that doesn't mean I have to like it. 
just because it doesn't happen as frequently. Um, I got I got the mail truck stuck pretty good today, <laughs> pretty good today, in a residential neighborhood. I got it stuck, and uh, they had to come out and pull me out. I mean, Dude, it's just terrible. Can you even call those little things trucks? <sighs> well, that's the nice way to describe them because they're not. Uh, they're terrible. Whoever okay. designed, I mean, um, not that I know anything about cars. I mean, I think that's well established. Um, but the front tires are narrower than the back tires. So as you drive, you know, usually when you're driving a regular vehicle, you're creating, you know, your back tires are going in the same path the front tires created, therefore making it easier to travel. That's not the case. <laughs> With the mail, with those mail trucks, um, you're, it's just awful. And there's no, there's no weight to them. So it's, yeah. Yeah. So who, whoever designed those, and I think it was Grumman from the art, was that, is that the arm? They, they created stuff for the, um, the army, army. people did, did made the postal Jeeps. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the people that created them. So. So obviously it just shows one one part of the government did something for the another part of the government and, and it, it didn't was, work out. And it didn't work. Well, you know, there's hey, as my old boss, there's a lot of personalities involved. A lot of people have exposure on that. So what you think, uh, how you think it, the finished product which should look might not be the way they intended it to. So you just <laughs> have to go with it, right? Yeah, yeah. I know. I, think... I drove up. I didn't go anywhere yesterday. I, two days ago when they said it's going to snow, I went up and got five gallons of premium non-ethanol gas and some, and some STP fuel treatment. And I put, I loaded my snow blower up because I, one of the few people, because I did some time in Minnesota, I have a real snow blower. I filled up my snow blower started up and let it idle, dumped the rest of my five gallons in my tractor and started it up and let it run. And then today when I went out there to clean the driveway, neither of them would start. So you still there? Oh, I'm listening. So <laughs> I had to take my jump box out there, try to jump my tractor. It didn't want to work. I had to unhook my battery, bring it in, put it on the charger, bring it out there. And it's just, you know, it's a 1950 Ford eight in and it just is not it's just i don't think so i just give up my son wanted to go the, up to a friend of his house to sled ride and um i was able to make it up my you know i, I live down at the bottom of the hill so i got kind of a um, uh, treacherous go you know i live down in the woods to keep the salesman and the and the visitors away but I was able to get out, and when I got to the blacktop, and when I say blacktop, I'm less than two miles from the highway shed, the state highway shed, at whatever time it was, 9 o'clock this morning, and there hadn't been a thing down the road whatsoever. So I fought my way through town and got my kid over to his kids. Now, that kid came up and met me because they were afraid that their driveway wasn't that good, so they got on a side-by-side, -side. you know, this... 12 year old on a side by side met me at the top of the hill to pick up my 12 year old. And um, so then this afternoon, when I went to pick him up, I called my brother. And my brother told me that, that the state of Missouri has 650 uh, drop, uh, uh, 
snowplow drop they i guess they hire a lot of temporaries or they have a list to hire you know what i mean and, oh, yeah. and they're 650 short of what they like to be now i can't imagine them having 650 trucks but i guess i don't think on a giant scale and but they're short of drivers really huh. and you know what i told him i had i had saw a job posting not too long ago for a for a job that had absolutely nothing to do it was a it was a management job and one of the things is you had to either have a class a cdl or get one within six months and you had to stand in as an emergency snowplow driver and i told my brother i thought i was going why would they you know why would they force these professionals to do that and um that's why and of course then he told me that they pay the handsome sum of 15 dollars and 58 cents an hour and i realized why they don't have any drivers <laughs> hey amazon's paying more than that well my son's sacking groceries pays more than that so i don't know oh boy maybe that's why my neighbor had to big old i checked my mail two or three times on a day like today even though they didn't deliver it at all because i'm ready for the snow plow i don't think the plow necessarily hits it but some of these guys go so fast that like here the snow. The snow when i say it. snow plow like when I was up on the parkway here where I live, they weren't pushing it with a snowplow. They had a big, and I don't know my new, newer John Deere tractors, but they had a giant John Deere cab tractor with a you know front end assist, what we used to call four wheel drive. Now they call front end assist, and a big old probably tw- fourteen, you know, almost like you'd use to push silage. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It was like a twelve or fourteen foot blade on the front, and then a ten or twelve on the back. And he was driving down the road. And, of course, my son, who's a, a tractor kid, he says, farming simulator, you know, supreme. He says, well, he needs tracks. You know, and I said, I don't yeah. think they can drive fast enough with tracks. But this dude, so um, I was getting my mail. I was checking my empty mailbox this morning. And maybe it was last night. I'm trying to remember how. But my neighbor's mailbox was already knocked over <laughs> and you'd have to see where it is in the slope and i actually since i was out of my truck there i walked over and got it and set it next to the post so it doesn't get you know it didn't go away because if they keep pushing the snow up she's going to be out of mailbox or he i don't even really know which neighbor it was but i mean because there's four or five houses and i don't know whose box is whose so I know it's like that on my mail route. There's some people I don't even like every time the snowplow goes by, their mailbox is toast. And I'm just like, I would be tired of it. You know, every time never fails, never fails. So I guess the moral of the story is no matter where you're at tonight, today, whatever, when you're listening to this, somebody's always got worse, right? That's right. They always do. They always do. <laughs> All right. Well, well, we'll go to like Kickstarter and yeah, give go, them a twenty. Why not? Right? Yeah. Go to the, yeah. So you know, everybody go check out. We'll put it up on our uh, after the shadows page, our from the shadows page. We'll put it up on our Instagram. Go check out the small town monsters people. If you can afford to give them some love, give them some love because these are great. Uh, these are great documentaries that these guys are doing. And then you can go watch the ones. Yeah. Give them. Give them ten bucks. And then go watch them, the ones they have up on Amazon, and they can earn another, like, uh, seven cents. 
I'm yeah. sorry. Did I say, did I say that? That's terrible. Hey, Bezos, Bezos needs the money to pay for that bridge that he had to take down in the Netherlands to get his yacht out. Didn't you see that? No, I didn't. No. Yeah, they were taking down an 81-year-old bridge, um, and he was putting the bill because his the yacht that they were building, whatever boat yard that is, it was too big to get out. So I'm assuming they had that deal cut before they built the yacht. Otherwise, what? they're idiots. <laughs> I was well, just thinking, dude, you, you you don't know how you know what I'm saying. You 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 don't. You don't. You 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 knowingly built this yacht so big that you couldn't get it out of the deal. Couldn't get it out of, the, you know. I, listen, let's be honest. I don't think I don't think he really cares about anything. Hey, have you not to switch the subject? I know you're ready to go, and I'm going to go off on Kenny. But if you ever make it to Kenny Bunkport, Maine, yeah, okay. Not only should you go up and pay homage to President Bush's compound. Okay. But you're going to cross this little rinky-dink ditch full of water that looks about, I, I don't even know how far across, 50 foot, 75 foot, right? Yeah. And and on the east side is like a little inlet, almost looks like a little lake, like a 50 or 100 acre lake. And I think it's the Kennebunkport River. But anyway, when you get out and you start looking at it, they have... A, that was a shipyard, and they took some absolute giant ships out that little body, out that little through that little inlet. Now it's got a highway bridge across it. Now you know the, but they have pictures like blown up sitting there that you can look at it and see what it was before, and they took absolute giant ships through that thing, and it was you know I guess these boats, of course I guess the thirty or forty foot wide boat's a pretty big boat, right? So, you know, the 10 or 15 foot on each side to get to the ocean. Wow. That's amazing. And that's what made me think about it. I thought, dude, dudes in Kenny Bunkport built some giant boats in the turn of the century, obviously. But they knew their limitations on to getting them out. Or they kept the city from building a freaking bridge by it or state. <laughs> but, but, but Mr. Bezos and the Netherlands people, you know. Now they got to take down this historic eighty-one-year-old bridge. Yeah, maybe they. But you know what? Over there, an eighty-something, eighty-one years old really can't be that historic, right? I mean, well, what made me think about? It, I just got done watching uh, uh, a bridge too far, you know, and uh, I was—I'm not sure it wasn't one that the, the eighth or thirtieth uh, army or whoever, you know, they were trying to. If you're familiar with the bridge too far story. You know, we had soldiers die to protect those bridges and 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 stuff. Certainly, the British and the and the and the Dutch free uh, Dutch forces did. And I don't know. Maybe that's hmm. what was so significant about it. I well, you're true. True. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Man. But I'll tell you one thing. If Bezos was running the war, maybe it'd be done faster, right? Because you can be a bridge too far or a bridge too big. He don't care. They take it down anyway. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, on that. Well, on that. On, I'm going to call him General <laughs> Bezos. Okay. Well, on that okay. note, he does. I think he might he might have a little Napoleon complex in him. I don't know. But uh, on that note, before we sign off, 
I do want to remind everybody if if you do have a paranormal story you want to share, make sure you get a hold of us on After the Shadows or From the Shadows on Facebook. Find me on Instagram, Shane Grove Author. Find our Instagram page, From the Shadows, or go to fromtheshadows.com, hit the contact button, and uh, get a hold of us and uh, tell us tell me your story, and I'll get a hold of you, and, and maybe we can have you on an upcoming episode because we're going to get the paranormal stuff rolling rolling here again pretty soon and however before i before we sign off i do yeah. want to thank any of our fans that went out last weekend and i know some of our fans did and downloaded bought streamed whatever the eddie montgomery tanya tucker song that i co-wrote higher because that album was a top 10 album last week. There you so go. See, I, that's right. Yeah, and I know our fans had something to do with it. You know? I'm sure they did. I'm I know sure our, they did. I know because it, 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 it doesn't, the secret is it doesn't take a whole lot to be in the top 10 anymore because nobody, you know, whatever. But I appreciate everybody all over the world checking out the song, supporting us because, um, you know, I know I know that our fans had a lot to do with that, so I appreciate it and uh, keep on streaming it and sharing the album, buy the album, do whatever. Um, I we all we appreciate it. So um, thanks for hanging out with me in the Howler, and uh, next week we'll have another. We'll have a That's brand right. new. That's right. Hey, and if they don't new... sound right, it's because I'm doing it, and I I I'm just <laughs> getting my sea legs on this whole deal. So. <laughs> I'm trying to mix it and dub it and and get it going and and uh, <clears throat> Jason, if you listen, just just relax in yeah. the hospital. <laughs> don't don't yeah. be texting don't be texting me, me in the howler and tell us everything we did wrong. Do they let him keep his phone in the hospital? Ah, uh, he does. He has it, but I don't. But he never answers it. His wife is the one that is always. Well, that's because he's he's he's. Whatever's in that IV is dripping too much. <laughs> All right, maybe that's a new song you can make. Oh. IVs and, and bad dreams or something. Oh, God. Okay. All right. Uh, okay. All right. That's it. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 